Hello and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast with your hosts Kevin, Chris, and Gavril, where we focus on tips for the aspiring World of Warcraft player. Each week we'll talk about what we've been doing in-game, highlights from the news, and focus on a weekly challenge to help you improve as a player in the World of Warcraft. This week's challenge is Raid Consumables. With that, let's jump right into the show. Chris, are you there? Hi. Hey, Chris. Uh, let's talk about what you've been doing in-game this week. My WoW gaming doesn't really change. <laughs> uh, I raided uh, the Emerald Nightmare Heroic. We killed Sonarius finally, so it's just Xavius that we need to kick his ass. He's an annoyance on Heroic. Uh, but yeah, we like one-shot Sonarius, so that was fun. Yay. <laughs> uh, Trial of Valor, we, we're only doing normal until we kill Xavius. And we still definitely refuse to even try Helia because she's a bitch. We don't like her. We don't want to deal with that. We'll deal with it later. Um, what else do I do? Mythic 5 mans. Uh, I think we did a Mythic 10 this week. That was fun. That was stressful because I think it was Sanguine and Volcanic. That was not a fun combination to go with. And... What else have I done? Oh, leveled up, uh, gearing up my Warlock more on my US, my US account. Got a Legendary today. That was fun. Oh, congratulations on that. Yes. Uh, and I finally replaced my uh, 798 trinket. So <laughs> that's a good thing. Very good. Well, it sounds like a pretty normal week for you. And congrats on the Legendary. That's probably the big news of the week. Well, <laughs> and you also raided with us on the US on Wednesday night, was that? Yes, and it was like four in the morning before I went to bed. One of the things that you mentioned uh, when we were raiding was that we were doing the fights weird. What what did you mean by that? Um, specifically on Ilganoff, uh, you guys like actually go in twice. I don't think I've ever done that on Ilganoff. Even when even it was on like, yeah, even on heroic, we want we go in. Pop bloodlust, pop all our cooldowns, and kill it the first time. Okay. We don't. We don't take a second heart phase. Hmm. So I okay. just thought that was weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I would probably want to understand some of the other differences if you've noticed that as we're going through the raids. Um, if you guys are doing fights differently, or if there's different strategies in the UK than there is um, in America here, so. Very good. Let's actually uh, switch over to Gavril. What's going on, buddy? Not a whole hell of a lot, my friends. He's dead. <laughs> I guess he's muted his microphone. And I wasn't um, paying attention. Sorry about that. Sorry about that, boys. <laughs> okay. That that typically happens when Chris talks anyway. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Gav, what have you been doing in game this week? Um, uh, It's... A lot of the same for me, you know, I, I don't do a whole lot, you know, I don't do a lot of the rating stuff. Uh, most of my time is spent on, like, five-man content, stuff like that. Um, I did a ton of Mythic Pluses with Owl this week. Um, did actually a lot more PvP than I'm used to. I mean, that, I was, I actually did probably, like, 20 or 30 Battlegrounds, which was really unusual for me. Um, and, you know, uh, 
that's really about it. I think we only got up to like a four or a five. I'm not the, you know, the the same level of amazing godly tank that uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Chris over here is. So I'm a demon hunter. Yes, you're a demon hunter. <laughs> it's okay. We we so, just we just smash buttons and win. <laughs> um, Gab, you were talking about doing some uh, mythic pluses. What level mythic pluses were you doing? Uh, yeah, like I just mentioned, you know, it was like four and fives. Nothing really, nothing really okay. going out of the way. I think it was bolstering this week on the U.S. servers, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I did. I did notice the U.S. servers actually have different uh, uh, affixes compared to. Europe and you guys had better ones than we did. We had Sanguine and Volcanic. That was not fun. Volcanic isn't bad for certain setups. Like if you're running melee heavy, Volcanic's not bad. If I remember correctly, we were not melee heavy. Yeah, no. But if if you're range heavy, oh yeah, Volcanic sucks. Volcanic really yeah. sucks on a range heavy. Party. My guilds, my guilds. We used to be very very melee heavy, and now all of a sudden we have like three hunters <clears throat> and like three warlocks and like three mages so it's like yeah we're all casters now <laughs> yeah that doesn't quite work so well for that yeah we had bolstering and i don't i i didn't go above like a four or a five so i i'm not certain what the rest of the affixes were you didn't know that uh, the u.s and the eu had different affix sets i didn't know for the different affix sets because we have we share world bosses when the world bosses are up the exact same on both regions you you share world bosses but your Kosamoth is different than our Kosamoth. Well, yeah, you get one. We get the mount when you get the pair, and it rotates. Yeah, and that's why y'all got the mount like four weeks in a row before we finally got the mount. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris, anything else going on in game for you? Uh, not a whole lot. I, I've I've, I've got to get a little bit more. Uh, a little bit more confident in, you know, my mythic pluses. Um, that, you know, I've just been kind of just relaxing, doing a lot of world quests. I did go do and uh, catch up on all of my Suramar quest chains. Uh, so, you know, I, I was really, it's really nice seeing that storyline. That storyline's actually been really fun and really kind of entertaining so far. Yeah, I actually was able to do, I think, three of the stories after um, the first part of the expansion ended. And. <clears throat> They are pretty cool, and it is a bit easier to follow, I think, than the previous quest. It's more linear and tells a story, so I like that. Yeah, it's it's actually really great, and it's actually I, I love playing it because it really is setting up that Nighthold raid uh, that yep. we're going to be seeing soon. Yep, excellent, and it also has a great amount of AP that you can get from the quest. Yes, that is a ridiculous <laughs> quantity of AP that's associated with that quest chain. I think one of the quests I did, I think I got like 94,000 yeah. with the um, knowledge level I have. So that was really nice to see. That sounds about right. Yeah. Cool. And um, for myself, I did a bunch of Mythic Dungeons, um, did the weekly quest this week for the four Mythic Dungeons and got a five point upgrade on one of my artifact relics. So that was nice. Um I think it took more time to find groups than it did to actually make the groups and complete the dungeon. So it was nice to actually get those out of the way and actually get an upgrade from it. 
Um, did a bunch of PVPs. I tried to finish out the PVP uh, weekly quest to get the four battleground wins, and I forget what night it was, but I just kept running battleground after battleground and did not get a win, and it was just it was killing me inside. Um, Welcome to Alliance I, Battlegrounds. <laughs> I uh, even did a few battlegrounds today, and I noticed after a few losses, they ended up giving me an item anyway. So I thought that was pretty good. It felt like a nice consolation prize. Like, hey, here's an 845 because you've lost a bunch of battlegrounds. I don't know what the um, reasoning was behind it, but um, <coughs> it was nice to actually get an item um, going through so many losses. So that was that. Blizzard was just feeling sorry for you, love. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it happens, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, it, was it? Uh, it might have been an honor ranking then, I guess. Maybe yeah, I'm not sure. I I don't check that. It it does. It's not clear to me when I rank up honor wise. Like there, there, I know it has the big thing on the there, screen. There's a, there's a big bar that fills. There's a big bar that fills. If you press N and then go to the honor tab at the bottom, that's all there for mm -hmm. you. Right, but when you're in the um, like when you're in the battleground, yeah, it says yeah, uh, so it has a bar for honor, but when you drop out of it. Then it disappears right away. So yeah, yeah but you, you have to ding. go into well, You literally ding. It you literally <laughs> ding when you gain honor. Here's, here's the thing. If you use a custom add-on, a UI add-on, like we were discussing last week, <laughs> that's there for you constantly if you want it to be. You can have oh, the yeah, honor maybe. XP bar there constantly. I do. My LVI has got, when I hit level cap, it's got honor, reputation, and artifact power. Yep. Domino's has all those options that I keep on the top of my screen. Mains are on the far go. left. Okay. Um, we also did Emerald Nightmare Wednesday night with the guild. Um, that actually worked out really well for me. I got um, three item upgrades and just really pleased with that. And for the first time ever, I got top heals on the dragons fight. So that was pretty cool. I actually felt like I contributed this time. My DPS was horrendous that night. Didn't you didn't did, well, didn't you pop in and go? Oh, hey, he cleaned up. I did. <laughs> you did. I got a lot of gear. I started off the night at like eight thirty. Carried, carried, carried. Um, I started off the night at like eight thirty, and by the end of the night, I was like eight fifty. Sorry, I, I I was coughing there. I, I was telling you that you were carried. Oh, I know I was carried. Don't worry. Oh, okay, just wanted to make sure that we were all on the same page here. I, I'm doing I'm doing a two two fifty sustain now, so I'm I'm holding my own now. Well, the the point that I wanted to make about your trinket problem, Chris, is that you could have easily just went out and done world quests and got something I at least above eight hundred. Okay, I'm gonna say this to you again because I think it's like the fourth time I've said it to you today alone. <laughs> I don't want a trinket that's just stats because they're useless compared to trinkets that have procs or on use effects. Have a proc. uh, okay. Some of those stat sticks are fantastic, though. Yes, but some of those stat sticks are fantastic if you get the stats you're looking for. That's why you keep doing them. Yes, but the trinket <laughs> ones rarely come up. That's a valid point. I'll give you that much. Yeah. That that has kind of felt bad because most items do tell you the secondary stats in the world quest when you look at it, but the trinkets and I think the rings are just kind of like, hey, we're going to give you a random stat. They're very and, rng mm -hmm. Yeah. 
<clears throat> so you go and do this world quest and you go out of your way for 15 minutes to do it and then you get something that you can't use and you just trash or vendor it or and it yeah that kind of does feel bad um, and the last thing that happened this week was I completed my artifact power for my holy artifact. So I got my final uh, trait, and that unlocked the middle trait for me to get. And there was some debate on if I should actually put my next uh, artifact power into the middle gold trait, or if I should start another artifact weapon. Chris, did you want to reiterate some of your thoughts on that? I did this and I did this for an hour. I'm gonna let Gabriel re- essentially reiterate my points because he agreed with them. So <laughs> it's an absolutely bog stupid idea to put your points into the 35th trait, that last one. That that's that uh, one you can get. What is it? 20 points in. Yeah. Yeah. It's the dumbest thing you can possibly do, um, unless you are a bleeding edge raider. And, you know, and you're a DPS, and that extra, like, 2% damage is going to make or break, you know, Mythic Helia. It's not worth it in the slightest. Um, as just, you know, your average regular raider, you're better off having two strong weapons, you know, two strong specs, versus one really fantastic spec and nothing on the off spec. Um the amount of AP that requires into it is just ridiculous. Um, though there is, you know, a slight benefit to it because in the future it'll be a little bit easier because if I'm right now, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, the 20 point trait is a straight linear scale. It's not a exponential scale like the earlier trait costs are, if I remember correctly, right? Do you mean in the in the power that it gives, or in the no. amount of artifact power it requires? The AP requirement. I think I heard somebody say it's a uh, it only it it only jumps by like a hundred k or something like that. It is a, as far as I know. When you get to those points, it's a linear scale rather than exponentially building. But you also at the same to remind, time, it's not. We are getting a new. We are getting three new points. We're getting two two new three-pointers, and we're getting a new gold talent in 7.2. Now, the three-pointers are the extra traits that are coming in. Now, is that going... Now, did they ever did they ever say if they were going to do the up any of the regular traits to four? Because I know some people had talked about that at one point. Some of them, I think they said <coughs> some of them might be going to four. Okay. I, I know we're definitely getting two basic traits and then an, another gold trait. Now, I will say this, though. Kevin slightly might have a mild, just the, just the smallest little you know, validity to his point, and Kevin, don't get a big head about this, okay? Don't help um, him, please. I'm trying not to, but I do have to mention that Blizzard said sitting on your AP is not going to help you. All right. Now, if you're actually spending that AP, fantastic. That's great. Like you, like you and I both. I know you and I both have really strong off specs because we've been funneling our spare AP into our off specs. Um, I'm like 33 points into Truth Guard for which is the prop paladin artifact weapon, and I'm like 29 or 30 points into Ashbringer, which is my ret weapon. <clears throat> and I know you were saying that you had pretty similar numbers with between Havoc and Vengeance. Yes, uh, Vengeance is about twenty nine thirty, and then Havoc is about twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, so it, it's it's 
it's really great because it we have we both have very delineated specs so um you know my ret piece is fantastic because that gives me a damage off spec that gives me more options in fact that's what i did with owl i actually didn't run as a prod at all this week i did uh i did ret through all of my uh mythic pluses uh because i wanted a break from you know thinking well the good thing about having the two specs as well is because i like to run uh some of the some mythic pluses with the guy with my tank the the, the other guy who's who tanks with me and raids i have both of us have very good DPS specs, so we can just jump back and forth depending on how we're feeling that day. If I want to tank, I'll tank. If he wants to tank, he'll tank. Yeah, so I, I personally, Kevin, I'm just going to tell you this right now, and I know Chris has been reiterating this to you all day, I feel like having two well-rounded specs is the smarter way to go about things. Me Just because it allows me to jump back and forth between two for a raid yeah not even just raid just in general but raid is one of the big reasons yeah now i mean it's like you have to look at it and go okay well maybe there's a fight where disc might perform just slightly better because you know whatever reason um or you know hey you know we only have we can drop a healer on this try to add it try to add a dps into this you know you're you're playing priest shadow is a top parsing spec you know they do a ridiculous quantity of damage. If know? I remember right, the, t- the parsing goes right now, Demonology Warlock, Shadow Priest, just under it. Yep, I think it's like a, it's like a 5k difference or something ridiculous like that. It's, it's not a very big jump between the two of them, and so I, I personally, coming from, with my background in how, you know, what I've done in the game, you know, to me, Big deal back when I raided really hardcore is that we required an alt. We required an alt. You had to have an alt that was of a spec that spec in class that was desired or needed at the time. Um, you know, back I I had a mage tank back in BC. You know, because we needed a mage tank for gruel and some other stuff. And so I had I had my hunter so that we could I could tank Sandragosa. Yeah. So, um, it's, you know, I come from a background of, you know, I like to have a lot of tools. I like a really big, really broad toolbox. You don't actually come from that same kind of toolbox. So that's just kind of like a difference in how our play experience goes back to, I guess that, that, that's the only thing I can think of really. Yeah. And I really didn't have to do anything in Warlords of Drainer because I wasn't rating in that you know so this is new in terms of rating and new in terms of the expansion um and you know in general i think it just you know the expansion favors single spec and i you know want to heal and that's all i want to do and uh, but we did have some time during the raid this week where they asked for a uh shadow priest because you know hey can you switch over because we're low on dps and we could use some more so and i wasn't able to do that so i could see that being beneficial in certain cases and yeah, the so. thing is, as a healer, you'll get that a lot more than, say, a tank would, because most fights, it's two tank fights. There's never really, it's, well, it's so far, at least in Legion, there's never really been a situation where it's, you only need one tank, or you need three tanks. But for healers, like, for dragons, you would take four healers, but for every other fight, it's uh, two three healers. So there's people that need to have those kind of off specs. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, that's definitely something that I will keep in mind and as I go on here. All right, let's move on to the week's news. Uh, this week, we have the weekly event that just started yesterday, Friday the 16th, the holiday event, uh, the Feast of Wintervale. So, uh, Chris, there were some changes, or um, Chris L. or Gav, there were some changes made to the Grinch. Did you want to talk about that? You sure, I can chit-chat just a shade about him. Um, <clears throat> actually, there weren't really all that many changes to him. Specifically, though, it's his level that changed this year. Um, in the past, the Grinch, uh, much like a lot of the other uh, event bosses, has been locked to max level. So, Corin Dyer, Brew for Dyer, uh, for Brew Fast, you know, um, do, Chris, do we still kill Ahun, the Ice Lord, during summer? Or is- God, I hope so. I, I've, I like his tabards. Okay, so Ahun the Ice Lord during <laughs> Summer Festival. Um, you know, those bosses have been level-locked, and they've been max level only. Well, they took some of the technology that they developed uh, during the Legion Invasion event, and so the Grinch is now scales to your individual level. So a level 110 whacking on him... Uh, is going to be taking like the same level of effective damage as the level 10 that's whacking on him. So a single swipe to the 110 might take 10% of his health. To that level 10, it'll take 10% of the level 10's health. So it's a really, it's a really, really nice change. Um, it's going to open up a lot of really nice avenues for people like me that have a lot of characters that are all kind of sort of in the middle of the road, but I love farming for the event stuff. Uh, that That's the biggest one out of him. Uh, there's, there's a couple of other small things that uh, popped up this year with uh, all of Wintervale. Uh, I think one of the... Uh, the, the, the tree dagger, of course, makes its return once again, uh, that it's been in the game forever at this point. Um, it's now scaled. That's actually the really nice part about it. It actually is scaled to the level at which you kill, uh, to which you kill, um, the Grinch. Sorry. Yeah, it's at the, it's now scaled to that. So it's really fantastic for somebody that is still leveling through mists or leveling through wad or leveling through something else because it's now a scaled high level weapon. So any spec that still uses daggers, mages, um, rogues, rogues. That's about it. That's about it. (laughs) Mages, rogues, priests. Priests use daggers, too. Warlocks, warlocks, warlocks. Priests, warlocks, so the clothies and rogues, basically. Um, Shamans can use daggers. They can? Okay. See, I don't play shaman, so I have no idea. I think... Let's 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 keep on topic, by God. Um, (laughs) We could go off onto tangents all night long. Um, So that's another one. Um, They've added in a couple of new... New little things. Um, the Smoky Wood Pastures daily gift you get for killing Grumpus, I think it is, um, gives you a chance to get the fires of Rag- the flames of Ragnaros, which was the 10th anniversary, which was a uh, drop from Rag during the 10th anniversary Molten Core event, which was an LFR event, which was hilarious. It was hilarious. Oh, God. 40-man LFR. 
hilarious. I actually re I was actually between subs at that time and I resubbed just to see the chaos and it was I glorious. I think I actually only killed that thing. I think I only actually killed him once because it was just so chaotic. It was a little bit balls to the wall, but it was a- it was absolutely fun. It reminded me a lot of why I love playing WoW and why I love raiding. And I actually kept my subscription going through most of that time period. Um, so that's one of the the big draws that there is available right there. Um, uh, Kevin, do you want to talk a little bit more about like the Wintervale side of things, or you want to just keep going? Sure. No, I'll um, talk about that for a little bit. Uh, the gift that you get from talking to Father Christmas or whatever the hell they call him is the endothermic blaster, which is, uh, I think, uh, like a snow snow blower or snow gun. Um, and that I would normally get from Ironforge. And I'm sure there's other places that you can get it from, too. Just uh, Ironforge. Father Winter's Ironforge and I think Orgrimmar for the Horde. Yeah and it looks to be that there's a few battle pets there's a mount that you could get from doing uh garrison dailies and there's multiple toys um the the only reason that i even look at the wowhead page uh for these things is for something that would persist after the event's over i know there's a lot of things that you can get that last for the period of time during Wintervale, but there are some things that you can get that will persist in your toy box forever so um I guess that's worth checking out. If you're interested, uh, Wowhead has a article. I'll put the link in the show notes for you to check that out. Anything else about Wintervale? Do you guys actually partake in these events, or do you just skip it? I did them on four characters in Wrath of the Lich King to get what a long, strange trip it's been. I don't do these events anymore. <laughs> I, I I haven't done what a long, strange trip it was. I only did it on one character. I was I was I, did it on four. I was done with one. So um, you know, I'm not quite as burnt out on them. I like to see them every year. I like to see the new stuff. There's there's always little bits and pieces of stuff that I always want to pick up. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm probably still gonna go ahead and do it again this year um and great father winter is very disappointed that you forgot his name by the way yeah i was gonna say great father winter love whatever <laughs> all right uh moving on we have the release date for Nighthold, which was announced it's january 17th so i guess the raid will be open then everyone will be preparing the auction house with a bunch of pots and things that we'll talk about later to get ready for that but interesting thing about the Nighthold, though it's actually Legion's first tier. Like, it's the actual first official tier of raiding for Legion. Yep, it's the first one that's got and tier explain set. explain that to me, because I'm a noob. Okay, so the way that raids usually work um, is that um, they release and they have a tier set within them. So they have an armor specifically designed with set bonuses for that class and specialization. Emerald Nightmare and, and Trial of Valor didn't have those. What do I have to do to get the set? They just drop. You just kill the boss and it drops. Or it does drop. Or you can go back and get a TOC okay. and get tokens. Oh, TOC. I hate that place. <laughs> I was going to ask about that because I noticed that there were tokens, but did they get rid of that so, system? Uh, and Mesa, uh, was it Mesa Pandaria? Was, yeah, it was the uh, Siege of Orgrimmar. Yeah. yeah. Siege of Orgrimmar. When that raid tier came out, um, that also introduced the uh, Lost Isle, the Timeless Isle, mm-hmm. and that introduced a technology that allowed you to get an item drop that was specifically for 
that was that was your token, but you could just right click on it and activate it so that you could use it there and then and not have to go and buy anything. So they've just kind of went with that for everything, uh, and from the from there on, so it just drops now rather than you having to go get a token. Okay, because I noticed that when I went back to some old raids um, to farm transmog, I had to get a drop from the dungeon, walk <laughs> it to a vendor, and then use that item to buy a transmog item from the vendor. So I believe that actually really only came into uh, like middle of vanilla because molten core it just dropped. Mm, yeah, and next year no, it just dropped. No, it was after vanilla. Actually, it was actually after vanilla. Um, yeah, it was Burning Crusade that mm, started kicking in. Yeah, you well, yeah, it's it was. I want to say it's Burning Crusade. Yeah, it's either Burning Crusade or Wrath because I know Wrath. It was in full swing because all of the the drama yeah. around the the Conqueror's token Who's, in yeah, ICC had four, on it. had four separate classes: Death Knights, Paladins. I think it was Priests and something else. Rogues, Rogues. Yeah, all. Oh yeah, of course. Those four all need to be on no, one token. No, it was de- it was Death Knight, Mage, Druid, and Shaman. Rogue, Death. No, Rogue. <laughs> Death Knight made Druid and Rogue. That's what it was. Okay. But the thing is, if they had the token system, if they still use the token system now, we're up to 12 classes. Yep. So it's four on each token anyway. Yeah, which would be fantastic. Now, by the way, Kevin, there's a fantastic little add-on that actually solves that. I, I remembered going to my bank and I saw 5 million tokens that I didn't remember picking up at any point. Um, Transmog tokens. It tells you exactly where to go along with TomTom coordinates. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. What is that add-on called? Uh, it's called Transmog tokens. I'll go ahead and add that into the notes for you real quick. Okay, cool. Um, but oh. yeah, the uh, Nighthold's going to be the first raid, f- the first tier of raiding for Legion, technically, because it's the first raid tier that's going to have a tier set with it. And they've actually added cloaks to the tier set. Previously it was just helm, shoulders, gloves, legs, and boots. They've now added cloaks to that to make it easier for people to get their force out. Sounds good. Alright, and Chris, there were some changes to Trial of Valor, or potential changes? Yep, they're uh, doing a tuning pass for Trial of Valor on Heroic and Mythic difficulty because Heroic is very poorly tuned right now. Uh, what, what do you mean poorly tuned? Is it too hard? It is a joke on the level of difficulty of that place. <laughs> it is so hard. It is... Um, so usually when you're jumping from normal to Heroic, there's maybe one maybe two additional mechanics or it's just a little bit more difficult. Odin is a completely different fight. Mm-hmm. Like, it's essentially a completely different fight. And I haven't even looked at the three-headed Hydra. Aw, uh, you don't like Gwarm? I d- Gwarm's a cunt. <laughs> That's a bad word. Uh, well, he is. Do you know why, why he is what he is? <laughs> because for some reason there's certain people that don't know how to f- run away when he's doing his charge. And I don't know how that's a thing, but it's a thing. And it annoys me. I, I blame lame paint chips. It's okay. I blame keyboard turners. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, and the last bit of news we have for the week is that there was a twenty uh, Mythic 20 plus Darkheart Thicket cleared, Chris. 
Yes, so uh, members of the guild uh, Serenity and Fat Shark, yes, love that name by the way, mm-hmm. uh, com- completed the world first Dark Heart Thicket Mythic 20. Mythic, Mythic plus 20 within the time limit. It's the world first, first group to ever do it. And it's kind of crazy because I didn't expect it to get to like 20 plus. This early on. This early. We're, 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 not, we're not even in the first raid tier, and they're already clearing plus 20s. <clears throat> it's, but I do... It's it's nice to see that, like, the Mythic Plus system is actually being so highly utilized, because it is an alternate progression path to raiding. If you don't want to raid and you want to have that little niche group, it's good to have... It's good to see that the Mythic Plus system is filling that niche. I, I have a little bit of... You know, hesitation about it though. I, I I I lived through. I I I've been playing Diablo three since launch. When Greater Rifts dropped, they hyped it as this. You know, it's this impossible to beat system. It scales infinitely. You know, no one's ever going to get towards the higher tiers of this. You know, people are going to be down in the teens and stuff for a long while, and it's going to be this long grind. And then all of a sudden, Greater Rifts drop, and people are clearing up into the fifties and sixties, like in the first week. I worry that it's going to be this this system the mythic plus system is going to be this thing that they're like oh they they thought they had everything all figured out and they got around the players but by golly the players always figure out the way to gain the system and not only that with diablo but in diablo they also had changes in tuning to the gear that um that you could have and i think people were able to clear higher levels based on new gear sets or different tuning to the gear sets that were already in the game. Oh, so. oh, oh, people, people, people blew through the levels that the developers had been expecting them to be clearing. People went right past them. No way around it. They were, they were in the first, first launch of greater rifts. People were already way ahead of where they thought they were. Yep. Um, and that's, I, I'm hoping I'm just, you know, being a Pollyanna on this, and, but which is possible for you? It is possible. It's not. It's not outside of the realm of possibility with me. Um, but I, I worry that they may have underestimated the players a little bit. Now, the thing is, though, with versus Diablo three, it's a much smaller team against you know the behemoth that is wow even with you know uh the scaling back and you know combining the teams that they did um so i I, i'm i'm hesitantly uh optimistic about how the mythic plus system is going to go but i I just just wanted to mention that did they have any uh chris did they mention anything about you know what this particular team did to clear mythic 20 plus like for a new player there is okay. a fantastic video. Uh, I know yep. MMO Champion has it on. I think it's still on their front page at this point. It, it is on their front page. You have to scroll farther down, but it's there. Yeah, it's fantastic to watch. Um, they even have some screw ups in the video. They they actually, I think one of their hunters, I think I think they had a hunter. I'm not positive. One of the DPS dies very early into the dungeon and. Uh, they're like, he's dead, he's dead, pick him up, pick him up, pick him up, pick him up. And I was just like, okay, so even my Scrub Lord butt, you know, 
can still do it. You know, there's a possibility at some point in the future, you know, I can do this kind of stuff because, you know, even they're screwing up still. It shows that they're human on it. But is it just skill or was it, you know, factors of eye level or using consumables or they're going to be running the same eye level as what, what like heroic raiders are really. 895 would be capped off because of the mythic cap. Exactly. There's a mythic, there's a, there's a, a warforge cap or Titan Forge cap, or whatever forge we're using now, of 895. So it's as high as they'll go. They're going to have t- possibly two legendaries on at the most, so they'll up their eye level a little bit, but not not too much. They're, most will have maybe 900 eye level because of their legendaries. Okay. Yeah, in terms of like a normal player progression, it you know it still sounds like eye, eye level is what you need to hit, and then... I'm sure they have some skill involved in that oh, as well. Oh, it's a ton of oh, skill. Yeah. Seeing seeing what they did, seeing what they did, I I watched the video in like some crappy 480p, you know, <laughs> video of it the first time I saw it, and you know, I was like, is 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 that a druid tank? Oh my god, that's a paladin tank. My god, I you know, so it, it's 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 skill, and you know the um. <clears throat> the uh group dynamic the group dynamic and the group setup those are really important yeah cool well i you know maybe when we're at that eye level we can take a run at 20 plus much later on into the expansion all right cool uh let's move on to the week's challenge this week's challenge is consumables and this is something that i have very little information on i just started learning what these were uh when i started writing this expansion so no um, (laughs) chris let's kick it over to you and start talking about uh the different types of consumables that we have in available to us in raid okay so first off when we're talking about raid consumables these are things that you'd use during the raid. These don't include things like gems, enchants, glyphs, other bits and bobs like that. You'll deal with those before or after a raid. Raid consumables are things like flasks, potions, food, things like that that's going to buff up your stats during the, you know, while you're going after a wipe, before, before a pull, stuff like that. So we're going to go through them one at a time, give a brief overhaul of what they are, and kind of go through why you should use them, when you should use them, and what's the best way to utilize them. Does that so sound let's like a good off, plan? Yeah, let's start off with why you use consumables at all. Why you use consumables at all. Okay. So consumables in general just give you a, 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 that, that leg up to get closer to that boss kill. So when, like when we were talking earlier about the artifact weapons and you know, mythic high-end raiders taking that 50, uh, uh, 35th point into their artifact to give them that little bit more DPS. This is essentially that, but on a smaller scale. So, like, this is something that, like, basic raiders can use and it will affect you, whereas, like, the artifact one, it's really more of a mythic thing. So... Okay. We're we're gonna go down uh, go go down the list we've got here. We'll start off with flasks. So th- th- these were the ones that confused you earlier. Before we started t- before we started recording, Kevin, we've got 
two different times, types of uh, consumables created by alchemists. You've got flasks and potions. And the flasks are the ones that last for an hour uh, and give you a massive boost to a primary stat. So that's stamina, intellect, agility, or strength. Uh, and each, each class or spec will use a different flask depending on what you need. And what is the most commonly used one, just based on your primary stat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like a tank, a tank, tanks would primarily use the stamina ones. Uh, casters, Last and a thousand healers stars. Would primar- thousand stars, thank you. Uh, healers and casters would primarily use intellect. Do you have the name of that one? No, not off the. I don't. I don't know anything about the damage specs. I, you, I don't I know you anything. Were going to be a show off and just name them all nope. off. That'd be really cool if you did. No, <laughs> I know it's. A, I know it's a flask of a thousand scars is the prot one, which is nineteen hundred stamina, and then something like that. Yeah, that's it's like nineteen hundred and eighty-two stamina or something silly like that. And then the other ones are like twelve hundred, if I remember correctly, but I don't remember the names. Yeah. So you've got there's the intellect one for the casters and the healers, and then you've got strength for the uh, the pro the, uh, the the plate wearers, and then you've got the agility ones for the hunters, the rogues, the enhancement shamans, the druids, stuff like that. Um, Are those the ones that last after you die or yes, through death? So Persists through death. Yes, flask will persist through death. Um. Now, yeah, you, so you, you also forgot the greatest ability of all, an alchemist drinking his own flask. Yes, if you are an alchemist and you drink your own flask, you actually got a two-hour flask. So, so, so it's a two-hour buff for you, and it still persists through death, so you only have to have half the amount of flasks everyone else does. For example, my guild, we made four, uh, two nights a week for two hours a night. We need four, at least at least four flasks a week to raid efficiently for, for every single member of the team. And are there flasks that don't persist through deaths, or that's something else? No, that's that. If it if it's got the word flask on it, it persists through death. Cool. And what's the difference between that and a potion? Potions are little little bursts of power, little bursts of energy that you can use. Um, there's two ways you want to use it. So, uh, fact, first off, there's there's two there's there's four different types of potions that you can utilize really well. You've got for healers, you can use mana potions. Um, you've got uh, healing potions. You've got armor potions for tanks. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the damage boost potions, which, well, I want to say damage boost, but there's one that's a damage boost, and then there's also kind of a stat boost as well. Uh, there's old war and old war is the and damage prolonged boost. Power. Prolonged power, yeah. I, yeah, so everyone can use prolonged power. It doesn't matter what you are, because what prolonged power does is it gives you an additional two thousand five hundred of all stats, and it lasts for a minute. So that's just a big burst of power for a minute, just making you much stronger for that entire period. So you want to pop that one during Bloodlust. Um, and then you've got like uh, Old War, which is more for the for the melee, and it's a bit of a burst kind of pop this. We've got 15 seconds of just pure unadulterated power. And then the healers have got the mana ones, and then the tanks have got their, their armor ones to make them a bit more beefy if they know they're going to get a big hit. 
And are there yeah. are there potions that last an hour, or they're usually no, those like are 15? flasks? Okay. It's uh, I think the shortest is fifteen seconds, and I, the longest is prolonged power, which is a minute. But that's a very unique case. You'll rarely see pause like that. Um, All right. So there's two ways you want to use these pots. And this is mainly looking at the DPS or if you have a prolonged power. So at the very start of a, at the very start of a pool, um, whoever's your raid leader should do a boss timer so that we are, we're start, we're pulling the boss in 10 seconds and then it'll count down. As it gets to about two seconds, pop a potion. This is what's called pre-potting. You pop the potion at the very start of the fight before you're in combat. Um, so that once you're in the fight, like say halfway through the fight, you pop in bloodlust, you've got all your cooldowns up, you're able to pop now, another flask. Because as it works now, you can only pop one flat one potion in combat. Per combat. I was just about to say, you know, uh, that is something that you can kind of gloss over a little bit, is uh, that uh, potions... I was it. I was... and, and, okay, how long is the potion timer while in combat, Chris? <clears throat> the, the, the... Wait, the, the it's potion... It's the duration of combat. Yes, the entire duration of combat. You can only pop one potion during a, dur- during a combat phase. So if, if, the, if the combat phase lasts ten minutes, it's a ten minute fight... You you can only pop one potion within that ten minutes, now, uh, and do, all potions share a cooldown. So now, are potion cooldowns still two minutes like they used to be? Uh, it does. I think it varies, doesn't it? I think some of them have longer cooldowns, don't they? I'm not entirely certain. I know that potions and health stones all share a cooldown. It's it's no. all a unit. The health stones do. The health stones and health pots share a cooldown. Now, it used to be all potions, period, shared a cooldown it's with everything. health pots and health stones now. So, when that, I'm guessing Warlords? I believe it was Warlords. Okay. See, and now my information is out of date, so I'm obviously of no help here. No, you're, you're, you're helping. You're still helping. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, uh, you pop a flask at two seconds on the DBM or bot... Uh, boss uh, bigwigs time or whichever boss mods you use pop pop a potion at the two two seconds before pull which gives you access to a potion during the fight and then when do you use the potion during the fight it depends on the fight really uh if there's a phase where you know you need to burst something down or it's a bloodlust phase or something like that you primarily want to pop it when you're going to need big numbers and is that the same for DPS and healers and tanks, or do different groups or different roles healers, use them at different times? Healers want to use their uh, mana pots whenever they need mana. Uh, and the uh, the armor one for tanks, you primarily want to use that if you know there's a big hit coming, or you don't have a cooldown, and you know you need to soak this big amount of damage. Pop a pot, you're good. Okay. So um, you mentioned, you know, the prolonged power, which anyone could use, and it gives you a huge boost of stats. Would I use that or a mana potion as a healer? Depends on how. There, there's two. There's two ways. To, there's two ways. To, there's two things to look at here, uh, and uh, for the variables, you've got how efficient are you at conserving your mana, and 
how big is your throughput when it comes to your healing numbers? Because if you're very efficient at conserving mana, but your throughput's a little down, then yeah, I'd say probably grab the prolonged power, and you could actually probably even pre-pot with a prolonged power at that point. But if your mana, if your mana conservation is an issue, but your throughput is okay and you've got big numbers, then yeah, definitely make sure you have mana pots with you. Yeah, I've been noticing that. You know, typically I just take a mana potion and use it when I run out of mana. But um, you know, if I can conserve my mana, then maybe the prolonged power is the way to go on the potions. So cool. And uh, what about? other types of things that can boost your stats. So what about like um, the Vanus runes or the Defile Augment runes, which are um, new to Legion, right? No, there, there was a version of them in Warlords of Draenor. They weren't as good, but they're, that, that was kind of like the, this is the introduction, here's the refined version. We'll talk about the Vanus runes first, though, because these are new. So Vanus runes are something that is designed by scribes. They create them and what it does is it gives you a thousand additional versatility uh, for a very uh, for a specific boss depending on which Vantus rune you use. So there's a Vantus rune for every single boss in every Legion raid. Uh, and you can pop one per week and have that active whenever you fight that specific boss per week. So say I got one for Scenarius in the Emerald Nightmare. Doesn't matter what difficulty I'm fighting him on, that Vantus rune will be active for the entire lockout. So I can fight him on LFR, Normal, Heroic and Mythic and I will still get that 1000 additional versatility to fight him. That sounds really cool. What what would be the reason why you wanted to use that on a particular boss? It would be one of those cases where it's like you've got the tactics down on a boss, but you're just a little short on the DPS or the healing or the survivability just a little bit down. Get everybody to pop a vantage rune. You've got that little boost to try and get you over that hurdle and get you on the next boss. So, like, why isn't everyone using this on Helia, for example? Because I know that that is a more is just a bitch. Fight. And they are, anyways. <laughs> They're doing it anyways, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it's They're not doing with it, Helia. Helia's just a bitch. It, it's, with Helia, it's not a, a matter of, oh, we're just shy. It's like, oh, we're all dead already. We just pulled. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, we're, we're 30 seconds into phase one. Oh, half the raid's dead. Okay, let's go. Let's try again. <laughs> I see. So, so more of it's just like you're, case. you're just like, you know, doing progression. I know that we were doing Ilganoth and Heroic for a while, and that we just like wiped constantly one night on it, so we could just come back the next night, use the Vanus runes. But I think that they're pretty expensive on the auction house right now, right? Yeah, essentially, when when Legion came out and they got rid of glyphs in the sense that we knew them in Warlords of Draenor. They essentially made inscription useless. Mm-hmm. So they had to give it something. So they gave it Vantus runes and they gave it the uh, tomes of the Tranquil Mind. So that's where the money making for inscription comes from now. And because that's all they have to make money, 
the price of those things is through the roof. Uh-huh. Yep. Because um, no, no one needs glyphs anymore. Nope. Well, as hey, they I used to exist. use glyphs. As they used to exist, where, you know, they were actually, you know, something worthwhile and useful that, you know, actually gave you a true throughput uh, bonus. Yeah. So there was major and minor glyphs. Minor were very cosmetic and kind of like how the glyphs we know today. Just, you know, I look pretty. I have green wings instead of purple wings on my Demon Hunter. Something like that. Whereas the major glyphs were actual power. They actually changed your character. Like um, Penance on a Disselon Priest. You, the, there was a point where you couldn't actually cast that while moving. Uh-huh. You had to glyph for that, which was a yep. power major glyph. They've now put that baseline. Now, didn't they have primary prime runes or something at some point it also? Was, it was primary, major, and minor, I believe. And so, There were three types of runes at, at one point. There were three types of glyphs at one point, which was just no. stupid. No, sorry, yeah. It was Wrath of the Lich King when they introduced inscription. And you had three different types of runes that rolled over into Cataclysm, and then they shrunk it down to Major and Minor and Mr. Pandario. Yes, that's right, that's right. It's a much easier system nowadays, folks. It's just yes. they completely neutered it. Don't don't yes. don't worry too much about it. it. It's just a completely neutered system. It's nothing as, to even pay attention to. As is most to. things over the years, right? As is most things, like, we were just talking about buffs and potions, and I, I'm, I'm positive Chris and I both remember the days of having to go far and run ton tubers uh, for your raid food and, you know, pick up 15 stacks of each pot because, of each health pot, because, haha, they didn't share cooldowns, so you can use them in sequence. Oh, yeah. And you can spam them as many as you wanted at once. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I mean that the the systems we see nowadays are you might think oh this is kind of this is a pain in the ass I have to go I have to go buy a, a Vantis rune and I need a stack of defiled augment runes and you know I have to go pick up my 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 flasks and my potions and uh, oh my god I have so much shopping to do no the list used to be like fifteen times longer so back in the day. <laughs> Back, back, back in my day, kids, um, <laughs> when you were raiding, you had to to, pre- to prepare for a raid. You got up at nine o'clock in the morning. You farmed your ra- your consumable materials until about three o'clock in the afternoon, and then you were ready to raid at like six o'clock. So you had like three hours of downtime after farming all that time. Oh, that, but the thing is, remember, you, 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 you didn't have downtime. You spent those three hours having to find the alchemist to make you all of your potions. Oh, no, that's what, that's what my alts were for, love. That's, that's that. I, I, and I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I was, I'm sorry, I was Kevin, wasting for... those three hours finding those people. I had alts for that. I wasn't wasting three hours for, with those people. I, I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> we're curmudgeonly old men talking about uh, how things used to be. Yeah. I, we're, yeah. it's, we're like two war veterans just sitting here reminiscing about the days. Running. My god, those Russians used to shoot a lot better than they do nowadays. <laughs> Uphill both ways to and from school, right? Uh, yep. With both my, with, uh, you know, after the, the, the Nazis shot off my shins and I killed 50 men. So, yeah. 
getting ready for right. reading, getting ready for reading back in the day was like going running uphill with your legs tied. It was not fun. Okay, let's let's move on. That that was all the Vanis Room discussions, by the way. That was just Vanis Room. That was just Vantis Runes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely Vantis Runes. That was definitely Vantis Runes. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Chris, let's talk about the, the defiled, defiled ones. Defiled augment runes. Defiled augment runes. Uh, defiled augment runes are a upgraded system from the Warlords of Draenor runes, which I don't remember what they were. Uh, uh, Auster runes. Aust- Austrian? Not Austrian. Austrian. No, I, I, don't, I think the tank one, I think the strength one was Austere augment rune or something like that. Yeah, something I, like yeah. that. There were three separate runes. It was based on four, three or four, something like that. Based on your spec and uh, and what your primary stat was. Uh, yeah, they had they, one for every primary stat. And they were crap. They gave you like 50... Uh, it was like 50 stat. 50 primary stat. That's not a whole lot. Um, in here, with Legion, they've uh, introduced a new version, which is the Defiled Augment Rune. The Defiled Augment Rune is a one-hour buff that gives you 252 all stats. Except for stamina, I think. Right? No, it does I think it's actually it. 325. It 325? It is, is it 325, Chris? No, sorry. It is only the three primaries. Strength, uh, Agility, and Intellect. I was right. How much is the stat bonus? Oh, I'll put is money it, on three twenty-five. I'm checking. I, I'm checking. Uh, I, Chris, uh, Kevin, I will, I will tank whatever stupid ass dungeon you want me to. If I am right at two fifty, and Kevin is right, three twenty-five for an hour. God damn it! All right, fine. You guy, yeah, I, I am your there man you slave. <laughs> I am your, I, I am your bitch boy now. At this point, okay. Well, you already um, were. I already am, yeah. But, okay, so 325 is uh, the Defiled Augment rune. Uh, it gives 325 to the three primary stats, uh, Agi, Int, and Strength. Um, it's a one-hour buff. It is sadly not a persistent buff. So, regrettably, when you die, you have to use a new one. Thankfully, they are not all that expensive on the auction house. I think last time I saw them, they were going like 85 gold a piece or something like that. Yeah, they're cheap because they drop off almost every boss in Elevar. Pretty much everything, yes. So they drop the primary sources of them are going to be an LFR. Um, if you are a certified badass like myself, uh, Mr. Kevin, or actually Mr. Chris at this point, you know, with the three, two highest, uh, you know, in demand specs with healer and tank, uh, you have a very, very good chance of pulling them out of doing random, done, random, uh, Legion heroics and doing LFR. Because runs. you get that little box thing. Correct, sir. There is a chance that if uh, there is not enough representation for a certain spec or a certain, uh, yeah, certain uh, role. role. Sorry. Yeah. If usually, there's usually enough, a tanker healer. Usually tanker healer. Very rarely. I did actually get one on my uh, when I was playing Ret, though. I did actually get one when I was playing Ret, which was hilarious. Um, I did. I did get a DPS one back in uh, back in Warlords. I got one actually this week. I was shocked, just as you are, obviously, since you are very silent right now um blown blown it's gone um so they primarily drop out of for me they primarily drop out of the satchels that's why i have like 97 of the things um again they are a temporary buff sadly it is one hour duration and it does not persist through death they are a great little boost 
Um, just it, it's just uh, it's like the equivalent of getting you know 325 out of your primary stat. It's it's like getting a 325 food boost, basically, is what it is. Um, and that's it's fine. It, it's great. Um, it, it's again one of those things if you're just trying to go just a little bit harder. That's the kind of thing you want to use is, you know, you pop your rune, you pop your food, you pop all your stuff. I think the only thing we have to left to talk about is food. Raid because food. Defiled augment runes are not that fantastic. Uh, raid no, food. Really not. No, they're really not. But they are that just a little bit of a shade. If you do, if you're, if you're, if you're short just a little bit, everybody, hey, everybody, go pop your runes. We got this, guys. If, you've got, if uh, you're on like a 1% wipe. Yes. Without augment runes, the augment runes will get you over that that hurdle. Exactly. So, raid food. Something I absolutely love because I absolutely love the cooking system. Um, So, raid food is food that is created by anybody who has the cooking profession, which, guess what? You all have two thumbs, hopefully, and you all play WoW, you have the cooking profession more than likely. Um... So cooking takes raw materials that you gather from the field and then utilizes them in some dish, usually combined with something sold by a nearby vendor uh, to the cooking trainer and creates delicious, tasty home cooked meals just for you, ready to go every day. Unless it's unless it's Norman that's making them, then it's always charcoal. It's always burnt food or badly burned food rank two. Um so yes um i am not going to touch too heavily on so how the cooking system works let, unless let's you want talk me to. about individual food and raid food because it seems like the buffs that you can get from the individual food is much more than you can get from the meals well, that you can here's make a question. for everybody like i don't actually think there are legion equivalents of the feasts Yes, there are. There, there are, are two feasts: yeah. Lavish Surmar Feast and Hardy Feast. No, they're not worth using. They're garbage. They're absolute garbage. Um, the problem with them is, is that if I remember correctly, now don't don't quote me on this. I'm actually going to go take a look on this. I'm actually, Chris, do you have a uh, Wildhead or something up right now? What what are they called? Uh, Lavish Suramar Feast, and then the other one's Hardy Feast. But I think Lavish Suramar Feast is the good one. So I'm trying to see what the buff is because I'm pretty certain it's a primary stat buff. I think, I think the main says, reason is is that it's half of what you can get on individual food. So individual food, I think right now you can get up to 325 or 375, 375. for like one of the secondary stats. But I think. for the feasts, it's like only 150. So what it, what, it, what it says here is that uh, this is the great the greater feast in legions? This is the big one, and it grants uh, two hundred intellect, two hundred agility, two hundred mm-hmm. strength, or three hundred stamina, depending on spec. Whereas That's the basic problem. Food, basic food would provide a lot more than that. And well, I guess it would come down to the benefit of the primary stat versus the benefit of the secondary stat, right? Because the individual food is secondary stat only. That's the, best, the problem. The best food right now grants 375 to the secondary stat. And, and the, that's the, baseline the problem. Food, the baseline food grants 225 to the secondary stat. Now, if this was still BC, primary stat food 
fantastic. This was wrapped. Primary staff food, fantastic. Cata, etc., etc. In Legion, they have completely screwed the pooch on how stat priorities work and how stat weights work. So this is the first time in forever where you care more about your secondary stat numbers, those those green numbers on your items, than you do about those those white primary stats. And well, that's why that though, feast is yes, correct. But I don't know how they're going to fix the feast though. I have no idea how they're going to fix that feast because I'll be honest, I'm going to take 375 crit or haste or versatility over oh, yeah. 200 primary stat any day of the week. Unless that primary stat is, unless they double that number, if you give me 400 primary stat, oh, heck yeah, I'll go ahead and eat, I'll go ahead and eat the feast. Oh, That's no, I perfectly agree. fine. I'm on, on, on my demon hunter, I'm taking that 375 versatility over anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's just it, it it's the reason you don't see feasts is because of poor design with the stat system for Legion. Well, is that going to change in seven one five? Because I know that they're weighting primary higher and weighting secondaries lower. It seems that's on gear though is the problem. Yeah, and the, 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 unless they buff the unless they buff the feast, it's still not going to be worth it. Um, though, yeah, I get. I actually get what Kevin's saying though. Right now, um, is that because they're changing the rating versus percentage? Uh, they're increasing the amount of rating required per one percent of secondary stats. So you have twenty crit. Um, it takes before diminishing returns. It takes you uh, seven hundred crit to get 1%. With 715, it's going to take you 850 crit rating to reach 1% of crit. So, And again, that's before diminishing returns. That's all before for diminishing returns and how everything else associates with it. So there, there may be a point where we see the primary buff food becoming, a primary stat buff food becoming a better deal than the secondary stat food, but I, I don't see that coming anytime soon. No, neither do I as much. So the the other thing to note about those feasts is that it takes a lot of um, different mats to make the feast, and a it's shitload. it's not just fish, or it's not just meat, it's like fish and meat, and sometimes you have to use like stuff you, you would get from herbalism. The or, thing is, to, yeah, so you need to make the food, and then you put the food into the feast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to make something in order to make something else and then collect some herbalism stuff. And yep. if you don't have herbalism, you have to buy it from the auction house or hopefully it's in the guild bank or whatever. So, Or if it, you're doing yeah. one, of the, one of them requires gym chips from in, right. uh, tool crafting. It's, it's insane. It is but, all over yeah. the map. It really well. That's that they've always been all over the map with that stuff, though. That's that's and normal. This is like way more than it's usually been. Yes, this is a hell of a. You've never well, also herbalism to cook. Well, I'm pretty certain the wrath feasts required. Um, didn't they require elementals? Yeah, but Not they the dropped. Elementals. Remember, they dropped. Remember the. Yeah, you did have the farming zone in winter grass for that. So, yeah, I guess you're right. But I, I guess one of the things that they might be thinking here is that if it 
you know, it takes multiple professions and it takes multiple people to gather those materials to make the feast. And maybe, you know, if you had a guild, then you could have people from with different different professions contributing to those feasts instead of just having one person who's the cooker who's making all the food for you. Yeah, but our guild, the guy that always does the cooking at our guild is like, I don't want to deal with this. You guys get me the fucking materials now. I'm done. So it's kind of put him <laughs> off from cooking. Yeah. So uh, the other thing to note here, too, is that engineers have a way to make a feast, too, which is actually decent. And I use it for Raid Night a lot. And that gives you, I think, 225 versatility. Um which is, you know, it's not the best stat, but if you want to throw it down for trash and have a bunch of people have at least some extra uh, stamina, then that's a it's pretty the, decent it's option. The, it's the best stat for demon hunters, so I'll take it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, versatility is a top tier stat for most of the DPS specs right now. Once you hit like your soft caps on things. No, I'm talking about tanks. Oh, but God, yes. Versatility yeah, is fantastic. Fenge's demon hunters, that was my primary stat. And versatility oh, it's is it's nope. the nerf versatility is something <laughs> you can use it for anyone, right? I mean, it helps increase the healing that you do. It helps decrease the amount of damage you take. So, it, I mean, it's, it's a flat percentage buff. Yep, that is versatility. It, it's the most boring goddamn stat that has ever existed on the face of God's green earth um, yep. because it literally is a spreadsheet simulator playing with versatility. It's it's very much, oh, plug number in. It goes up. Congratulations. You just do one more percent of damage or you take half a percentage point less of damage. It's the most boring stat ever, but it is a fan. It's a desirable stat because it is so predictable. Yep. Okay. Um, so when would you choose to use these different flasks and potions and food and runes? Um, would you, would you use it on trash? Would you use it on not trash, just progression? What um, is the time and place to use these? When it comes to the potions and like the vanish runes and st- uh, not the vanish runes, the uh, aug- uh, augment runes, I wouldn't use them on trash. That you wouldn't use potions on trash like at all. Now, as an alchemist, I'm going to disagree with you and tell you to use your potions at all times on every single pull period. And I am, of course, joking because I, I just want more gold. I am, of course, joking. I just want more gold. <laughs> no, uh, he's right. You don't want to use your potions uh, and your flasks and your, your big expensive fancy stuff, your big expensive fancy cars. You don't want to use that on trash. That's It's kind of silly. And farm bosses. You don't need to, you really don't need to use potions on farm bosses. No. These are, the, this is all stuff for like progression bosses. Everything we've talked about is like, hey, I'm going into raiding for the first time. My guild is all going in for the first time also, except for that one grizzled drunk who's leading us all. Um, What stuff do I bring with me? And we should also mention that some of these things can stack together, right? Like, you can use a flask and a potion. Everything we've mentioned stacks together. Okay. Every Every single thing mentioned stacks together. Yep, and when I would say what I would say for like the raid environment, you, I would say if you're a normal guild, like just a normal raiding group, I would say you probably don't need to use all of these. 
um, if you're very casual about it. If you're going bring your more, food, bring your flask, you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, if you're more into the heroic side, that's when you want to start looking at, right, okay, I need to make sure I've got my food, need to make sure I've got my pots so I can pre-pot, flasks, if we need it. For some of the harder bosses, make sure I've got a vanish rune ready if we decide to pop them. Um, and even the augmented runes, just make sure you got a couple of them around if you need to just kind of push over that, that threshold for something. And then mythic, if you don't have them, you shouldn't be mythic rating. So these would be like standard for mythics, but for normals, mm -hmm. maybe for heroics, definitely. And then probably definitely for mythics. It, it, if, if you want to be swinging the big dick on the DPS meters, yeah, bring it for your normal <laughs> raid. That's fine. That's completely okay. I mean, if you really want to make a bunch of uh, a bunch of undergeared people feel bad about themselves and you know, feel inadequate against you, feel free. Knock yourself out, bro. Have at it, host. Just you know, have your fun. You know, uh, ruin everybody else's at the same time. It's okay. So, at a bare minimum, I would be taking flask, flask potion, pots, and food, food at a bare minimum. And then, if we really needed to get over something. Banners then runes and augmented Okay. Cool. Alright, gentlemen, anything, any final thoughts on consumables? Alchemists are uh, dirty, blinding robbers. Don't trust them. Uh, um, <laughs> I think that you are bad because you had that misconception about, uh, about alchemist. Hey, no, I know alchemists are dirty blinding robbers because I am an alchemist and I'm a scribe. Not you. So not I know we're dirty blinding robbers. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was I was making fun of Kevin right there. Um, All right, okay. I was making fun of Kevin right there. Um, I just I just wanted to mention that at least once. It's okay. Thanks, thanks, Chris. You're very right. welcome. That is our show for this week, folks. Uh, we've gone a little long, so thanks for listening. If you're still hanging on at this point. Uh, to find us during the week, you can look for us on Twitter. Uh, the show is AzerothCTC. Kevin is at SwingCat, S-W-I-N-G-K-A-T. Chris is at Akari underscore M-A-G. And Gab is Gavril, spelled G-A-V-R-I-I-L underscore E-T. Uh, if you'd like to find us in-game, we're on the Dalaran server. You can join this chat, A-C-T-C for Azeroth Coast to Coast. And the show's email is azerothctc at gmail.com. Thanks for a great show, guys. Talk to you all later. Bye, Bubba. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>